Welcome to our podcast, The Third Option. In a binary world that's caught up in right versus wrong, left versus right, and good versus evil, we see the love of God as a third option. I'm Rick Manis. And I'm Judy Manis. Join us here every week for conversations about the magnificent love of God that we believe can and will change this world. Enjoy! Welcome back to our series on the anecdote for neediness. And uh, today we are talking about the need for approval or for other people's respect, other people's opinion of us, mm-hmm. uh, sort of to validate us. Yeah, people are we, people are looking for uh, for validation. People, uh, it's very obvious when you look around that um, people will do many things to try to um, be worthy of approval and acceptance. And sometimes people will do some, even some horrible things mm-hmm. um, for self-validation, hurting, hurting others. But, <clears throat> but anyway, um, yeah, there is a general need there again, a hunger, a desire for people to feel approval. It's self-worth is what it yeah. is. People want to feel this self-worth. And I think it, it can be a lustful thing in the sense that it's never fully satisfying. Like the person has shown you attention, but then like maybe a couple months later, they're not showing you that attention and you feel invalidated. So it's like it's never never enough or you win one award and you need to win the next award and you've got to like keep up this. Yeah. Because any kind of, kind of neediness or sense of lack or, or lust is the word I use a lot of times, um, by its own nature, it can't be fulfilled. You can't, you can't feel a, a lust or a sense of lack by feeding it. By giving it, that is by so giving it what it's asking interesting. for. Interesting, yeah, because you think like if I just get this one thing, right. either a material thing or like a person's approval, I'll be good. Yeah, but it's never. No, and you are for about three days, maybe, or, <laughs> yeah, it's or three usually minutes. Three days, sometimes. I think, thirty-six hours. Uh, yeah, yeah, and because it's 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 not real; it's temporary. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and we're t- there is a there's an eternal approval from the Father that we have. And the Word of God does a beautiful job of, of, of saying that so many different times in so many different ways. How we're, we're accepted in the Beloved. How we've, we haven't received the spirit of bondage again to fear or, or fear not being good enough. But we've received the spirit of sonship or the spirit of being fully accepted um, that speaks to us. That we are loved. That we are loved and we belong with God. We do belong. Mm-hmm. See, there's, we look at our own... Here's a problem that people have with believing that God could love them unconditionally. And this is why they try to fulfill their own imagined conditions for God. Is because they look at their own um, flaws. And and it's so easy to, when you look at flaws, to judge that person, whether it be yourself or somebody else, to judge that person unworthy of a perfect love. And so you go trying to fix that. When you look at your flesh, it's hard. When you look at yourself, it's hard to, to believe in an unconditional love of God. But if you can look at God 
And you can, because the Spirit will help you. The Spirit will bear witness if you're willing. You can look at God and you see his beauty and you see his grace, graciousness. You'll see that love. And if you look at his beauty, then you can start to believe that, well, well maybe he can love someone with, the, with flaws like I have, not because of anything that you do or do not have, but because you're looking at him and he is just so good. Of course he could love me. See, when I look at him, I say, of course he could love me. Mm-hmm. But for many years, I was looking at me, and I'm like, of course he can't love me. Right. And if he does, it's not a full love, because maybe he does love me, but he also ha- is disappointed. Mm-hmm. He also, you know, is, is sort of discouraged by my efforts. You know, he's, <laughs> he's, there's all these other thoughts that, he, that I thought that he had, too. And I thought that not by looking at him, because I wouldn't get that from looking at him. I thought that by looking at me. And that's a problem that we have. And that's what causes our blindness is, is that our eyes are, are so often turned to us. And because we, they're turned to us, then we create these, these things that are required for fulfillment. So we, we create more religious activity, more ways of, quote, serving God. Um, and that, that service that we talked about in the last podcast, that comes over into what we're talking about today, that need for approval. See, I, I talk about how I, I spent probably the first 20 years of my Christianity in this right here. Chasing the approval of, primarily the approval of God, but also with other people. Because I didn't feel like I had it. I lived, I grew up living, feeling like I was unapproved. Of my own family, mm-hmm. my own parents, my own, uh, and, and that that I, I, I seemed to find that in all of my relationships. Like I was never quite good enough. I was never quite fully accepted. Mm-hmm. I was never, you know, in, in my friendships, my, my family, my relationship with God. I was on this quest for approval. Now, when I came to the Lord, that was the best thing that happened to me because it, it really impacted my life and it made it better. I mean... By the effect of, of, of me coming to, to God, because I believe that I tasted that love when I first came. But anyway, it got rid of so many bad habits that I was involved in, so many destructive habits that I was involved you said, in. You said the crime went down the day you The crime rate went down, yeah, because I, I really I was a criminal. I mean, I, 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 I was. So change did happen. And so I had tasted that goodness of God, and I went per, on a pursuit like, I, like, this was the way I was going to go. I was not going back into the old way I was. I'm a Christian now, and I'm going to go with this. So I went after it hard. I mean, very, very quickly, I, I recognized the call to ministry, and I got into it, and I was being mentored by, by other, other men of God. And, uh, and, and, you know, pretty soon I find myself operating in the ministry, and then, then at a young age I'm pastoring a church, and, 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 and all that time I'm driving and pushing very hard, especially while I was pastoring the church, driving and pushing very hard for success. And in my case, now that I look back on it, I can see that, that um, what I wanted so much was for approval because when I look at that, though I was pastoring and I was doing it, quote, for God, and I really believed that I was, and, and, and we did good things, too. But, but I also recognized that I had a lot of jealousy. 
of other ministers and churches nearby. Yeah. If they were, if they were doing, they were getting blessed more than I was. I didn't. I, it, it it bothered me. Yeah. I felt competitive, and we're in ministry, mm-hmm. but I felt the competition. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because I don't feel approved. I don't feel like I'm good enough, and I'm I want to be. Yeah, I don't feel like I'm enough. Right, I'm not enough, and I want to be. So I would push harder. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had it in my idea that I've got to be the biggest church in town. Mm-hmm. And then if I got that, that wouldn't be big enough. I've got to be the biggest in the country or whatever, you know. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I know how that lust or that sense of need works. It never, ever gets filled. No matter how big my church got, mm-hmm. it was never enough. Yeah. Because uh, I was, and, and a big part of that was I was always looking for that approval, that self-validation. And when I tell the story of how I finally gave up because I just ran out of uh, ran out of ideas yeah. and ran out of energy, I just said, "Father, I quit because no matter what I did, I didn't feel like I got to that. Place. I didn't feel. I felt like I, the reason I said, "Father, I quit," and I it was an apology more than anything else was I was just like, "I can't get there. I'm sorry. I know that you wanted more for me. I I felt the I felt your call in my life. I." I felt that you wanted me to do something good and great and more, and I just can't get it done. And I felt like I had let God down. Mm. But that's when God revealed to me that he wasn't waiting for me to do anything, that he loved me the way I was. And that was a day that began a turnaround in my life. so beautiful. I I think I relate a little bit to my best friend. Any best friend in my life always had another best friend, like they were my best friend, but I wasn't their best friend. And I wanted to be the best friend to someone. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. I wanted to be the favorite. And right. the, the we, one want, that, we want yeah. to be chosen. We want to be approved. We want to be favored. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember one time uh, I, I was with you, and uh, I think we were going back to a high school reunion, and I was feeling hurt that... You know, I had prepared a really nice thing for these, you know, classmates, but they were like, I don't know if they really were, but like meeting off secretly without me. You were feeling like some of the old high school stories were going to be reenacted. Like I was never the popular one, like the, the, in the popular group, I was somewhere like kind of in the middle, but, um, it hurt me and it hurt me like it did in high school. And I remember sitting and talking to you about it and you saying, it's okay if they don't love us, we love them. And it was this switch, this very different, I think it was a switch from in the world system, I went right into the kingdom system Mm -hmm. and suddenly I wasn't a doormat. I wasn't a less than, Mm -hmm. I was just somebody who, you know, had love in my heart mm. and I could give it to, yeah. to whoever wanted it. It was yeah. like not, I didn't have to be the star. I didn't have to be, you know, the, the wallflower in the corner. I could just be open and available. And that really was eye opening to me because that lust of wanting to be the special one, the one that everyone wanted to see when they came back home, the, the life of the party. And I, I'm just not that person mm. and it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know what's it's what's funny about that is it's is is it's never like you said it's never enough. I mean, some people can give us attention, some people can give us approval, 
but then we still want more. We want it from this other person, or we want it more often, or, or something. Or they start liking someone else too, and you're <laughs> like, "No, I don't want you to like that person. I just want you to See, really like." And those me. are the negatives that come from that need for approval. Yeah, is that totally. that you get you get you have you'll feel jealousy, you'll feel totally. um, competitiveness, uh, you'll feel uh, all those things. Another thing about what you what you just said that was really good was was when you know about the love of God, when you know about the love of God, then you have um, access to something where you can flip the switch. And you can like draw you just on described. something. You can draw on something that's real. Right. And so what you just described was, was, was going from one mindset to another because the other mindset was, oh, yeah, I know that love. I can give love and not, not be preoccupied with getting. There's a verse of scripture in Matthew 6 and it says it in that particular way. I think it's in the Message uh, Bible where it says, so set your attention on God's initiative and God's giving and don't be obsessed with getting. And and see that when we're obsessed with getting, it's because we have the sense of neediness. Need, yeah. But what you did was you flipped it rather from needing to get something from these people to, to being able to give something to those people. And being in the position of the giver is what the Bible calls more blessed mm. to, be, to, to be giving than to receiving. Mm -hmm. And like Melchizedek gave to, to Abraham, he said the one that, 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 that blessed him is greater than the one that got blessed. Anyway, it puts you in a, in a bigger position. Mm -hmm. In a gracious position. You're out of the needy position. Out of the needy I think because we I think we all feel it but despise it. Yeah. We want to get out of it at mm -hmm. any cost. Yeah. And even if it means like throwing away people or avoiding certain situations so that we don't have to feel that sense right. of lacking. Right. You know. But the but, truth is we're not. Right. But here's and, and here's here's the good news, because 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 most of us are susceptible to forgetting in a moment. Maybe something happens and it hurts us, you know, and it kind of took us by surprise and we find ourselves in, in, in a mindset that's not good. But when we know certain things, then we're aware we can flip the switch. We can always switch our mindset to a kingdom mindset, to a godly mindset. And that's always going to bless. That's always going to bring the win. And that mindset that you just described, it got into love. Whether they love me or not, I can love them, and it and and there's a joy in that. You can you you find a joy like yeah, I can do that, and mm -hmm. that's going to be fun mm -hmm. actually, mm -hmm. no no matter how they respond. And by the way, it went great that night, I think. But uh, you know that's the scripture says, he that doesn't know God does not, or he that he that doesn't love doesn't know God. In other words, he's saying. Um, I don't think it's necessarily an indictment. It's an explanation. Like, here's why, you know, here's why you're, 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 you're lacking in the love department because you don't really know how good God is yet. Mm -hmm. You haven't found out, and mm. uh, uh, you haven't found out how gracious and, and forgiving and how, how big his love is and how, uh, undemanding mm -hmm. his love is, how freely it's, it's, it's given to us. I think. I think we get this really neat example in the the story of the woman at the well because we know like she, you know she'd been married five times or had five husbands or whatever and she was coming to the well in the middle of the day which is usually when there was no one else around kind of like she was hiding and 
you know, she has this encounter with Jesus and he talks to her about the thirst. You know, someone that's been married that many times has some sort of thirst going on that's not being fulfilled. Yeah, just not, it keeps trying and still not getting it right. But then you watch after she's had this encounter with God, she goes straight back into that village with this confidence and this, like, let me tell you about this. This has changed everything from me. And you know there's been a perspective shift mm-hmm. because, you know, she's she's hiding, there's shame, there's, you know, all of that that comes mm-hmm. along with that kind of lifestyle. And suddenly she doesn't have that shame anymore. And she's willing to be transparent. Mm-hmm. She's willing to just go and tell, this is what has happened to me. She can be comfortable in her own skin now because mm-hmm. she has just seen a man who she said, he knows everything I've done. And he still likes <laughs> me. Still likes me. And and so that's when you get that because our worth, oh, this is so good. Our, 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 our worth is established um, by God, our Father, and mm-hmm. and not by what other people say. Mm-hmm. No, nobody, Jesus would say this. He, he, he told his disciples, he says, the world do- doesn't like you because they don't know you. He said, they don't know you because they don't know me. If they knew me, they knew how good I was. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Said, that they, would, they would know you guys uh, differently. But our worth is established by him. And that's, that's um, what I so often try to convey because that's my story. That's what happened to me was that for the first time in, in, in my life, I had a sense of self-worth, that I was lovable, that I was worth loving. Um, still very flawed, still make lots of mistakes, still don't do things right, I'm, I'm sure. But um, that's not even so much of an issue with me, but, but I became fulfilled with love, and I'm finding myself, surprisingly, much, much, much more loving than I was when I was trying so hard to live a life that I thought God wanted me to live. Mm. Um, but it brings you at a, at a sense of peace and rest uh, in yourself where you feel, feel comfortable in your skin mm-hmm. and you accept yourself the way you are, even in your, even in your weak flesh, you accept your, your condition uh, where you're at because a part of your condition is, I am a child of God and I'm loved by God. And I'm in a, I'm in a, in a, in an earthen vessel here. I'm in a human, a, a fleshly vessel here. But who I am is eternal, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And I am God's child, and I, praise God, will always be loved, loved throughout eternity with no conditions. I will never have to jump through a hoop. Mm-hmm. I will never have to prove to God or anybody else that I'm worthy. That's why Jesus did what he did or didn't do what he did when he was tempted in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. If you're the son of God, do this. You know, If you're a Christian, do this, do that, do that. And he, and he never bit on the bait because it, essentially he's saying, I don't have to do anything. Because I already know this. I already am who yeah. I am. Yeah. I'm God's, I'm, 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 I'm beloved my, son. I'm the beloved okay. son of, of God. Didn't you, didn't you, you hear, hear that? Me, yeah. Hear that when I came out of the Jordan <laughs> River? This is the son that I love. And I'm pleased in him. Yeah. I'm pleased. And, and I, God is pleased with us. He yes. loves us. Yeah. I think a, a, a danger sometimes is 
trying to find that love of God in other people. I think sometimes it's okay that you're seeing the love of God through other people, but other people are weak and foolish too. Mm -hmm. And they're going to let you down at some point. Mm -hmm. They are going to not be able to fill that Mm -hmm. thing that you need. And so I think it's important to know that the true source is God himself and connecting with him. I think it's a good step to connect with other godly people who are able to love you and you to feel safe with and you to feel like I can be myself with these people. But the whole idea is that we put that person's hand into the hand of God so that they connect because that's the the source that never runs dry and won't let them down. Right. We're not really anybody's middleman to God. Everybody, (laughs) they all have their own father. Nobody nobody is a grandchild of God. They're a child of God. And they have their own their own special place with God. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great that, that, that when we can show some form of that love of God to people, it's great when they can see it because mm-hmm. it can be impressive, but we're still humans in earth and vessels yeah. and flawed. And, and we're, we're not meant to take God's place right, at all. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, so I like what you said that we, that fulfillment is only found, um, with, with God. And the good news is, is God is in us. He's with us. He is loving us, mm-hmm. and uh, we, and the truth allows us to open our hearts and say, you know what, I can accept that kind of love. I'm going to put down. I'm going to quit my trying to win approval of God first. Mm-hmm. Trying to win approval, I'm just going to be loved just like I am, mm-hmm. and and let yourself experience that. Mm-hmm. If you're listening today, I say, you know, take time today and let yourself stop, stop, and let yourself. Feel God loving you in your heart. Feel your your union with Him, your 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 closeness and your oneness with God right now, because He loves you just mm-hmm. the way you are. You know, sometimes people will say, "Well, you'll hear this a lot." Yeah, I know. I believe God loves us, but He doesn't love everything we do. For some reason, they feel like they've got to throw that in. But yeah. He doesn't always love everything we do, and and that that can be true. I mean, it's like you know, um, I love our little granddaughter do I love everything she does no I don't love when she poops her diaper I don't like if she's you know having a fit and we don't know how to stop it and I don't like that but it has nothing to do with what I feel about her you know and that's so why do you even have to throw that in it's got nothing to do with anything really because God loves God loves us and as far as behavior which is a whole other other message what we find out is when we're fulfilled by God's love we, in turn, start to love more like God does. Mm -hmm. And that takes care of behavior. Mm -hmm. That fixes behavior. Yeah, and if maybe if you're listening and you're thinking, okay, I I see that, but I'm not experiencing that, you know, we always say keep looking because the fact that you can identify, sometimes I think it's almost like helpful to have a clue that, oh, okay, I'm feeling this neediness from this person. That's a signal to me that I'm, I, I can receive more of the love of God to fill that spot. Yeah. I think one of the most powerful times that you can really receive the love of God is when 
you're aware of a, of a flaw or a shortcoming and you're feeling like exposed and transparent and Undeserving. yet you let yourself sit in that space and think on God loving you right there. I think it can be so powerful, you know. It'll make you go, wow, because you, because then you become aware that he's loving you anyway. <laughs> after you've just been ugly. Yeah. And you're like, wow, what manner of love, love is, is this? this? Yeah. And, and, and that's when you're getting into the good stuff because that's when you start to let God amaze you day after day with his love. Mm-hmm. And I honestly feel like he doesn't stop amazing me with his love. Just mm-hmm. when I think I have some understanding, it's like, wow, mm-hmm. it's even bigger than, than I thought. thought. And, um, uh, that's the, a good thing. That Psalm 23, you know, um, I forget if it was you or somebody we know was talking about how everything in our life is really leading us towards that place of, I shall not want. Yeah, yeah I shall not want. Because... Our fullness is simply in knowing God. Uh-huh. And with that, we've come home. Uh-huh. And with that, we have rest from the, from the journey, rest from the spiritual quest. There is a place to come home to. Mm-hmm. We're, not, we're, not, we're not necessarily destined to be climbing, it up, uh, climbing the holy hill all our life. Mm-hmm. We're not on this lifelong journey to try to find God and then die somewhere on the journey. Mm-hmm. No, you can find that place of rest in this mm-hmm. life. You can find that place of fulfillment. And all it is, is really accepting mm-hmm. that love for you right now, and just the way you are. And it's a place of being able to enjoy. Yeah. It's a place of being able to really fully take in the goodness of God. And I think gratitude helps with this. When, you, when you're when you focusing on the mm-hmm. things that you have instead of what you're lacking, mm-hmm. there is a sense of, of, of peace and rest that I'm able to enjoy what I do have rather than always looking for the next thing I've got to improve. And you'll and, find out yeah. that's what God has been wanting for you because he loves you. Yeah. He wants you to enjoy. Yeah. He does want a heaven on earth experience for you. Uh, there's tribulation in the world, but you can still have the heaven on earth experience from mm-hmm. inside. You can still have the love, the peace, and the yeah. joy. And that's really what 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 heaven is 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 all about mm-hmm. it's not about just having circumstances go go your way every time yeah. it's about having love peace and joy and that's the fulfillment that we're talking about and i think you know that scripture about the sons and daughters all creation is waiting for the revelation of the sons and mm-hmm. daughters of god for them to know who they are that's the light shining out into into the world and that's the world looking at us going what is it about them Mm -hmm. like what is it that their eyes are clear and they're walking through this tribulation time but there's no smoke Mm -hmm. on them there's no you know ashes they're walking through it and it's beautiful to behold and the greatest part of that is is the love that comes out Mm -hmm. because jesus said that that that's, is how they'll know. That, that'll speak that's of how me. They'll know that will mind. speak of me. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Well, thanks for listening, guys. We hope this was a blessing to you. And Tune we, in next week for our our next uh, next podcast episode. episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll continue talking about the anecdote for neediness, and we'll be talking about the need for success. So tune in. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day.
Hey, if you've enjoyed our podcast today, please subscribe and consider leaving us a review. And if these conversations have encouraged you, head on over to our website at rickmanis.com. There's all kinds of resources there, so check it out. Have a great day.